Hello and welcome to the Red Lips and Stilettos podcast. Red Lips and Stilettos is an industry hub and creative space for the beauty professionals. My name is Kerry Lee and I'm the founder of Red Lips and Stilettos. Here we are giving you, as the beauty professional, a voice to be heard within our industry. We serve to help connect you to the beauty professionals who have been there, done that, and experienced a world and more of what our professional beauty industry has to offer. Building a makeup empire to becoming CEO of an international skincare brand, on this podcast we are bringing success stories right to your ears every single week. Our guest today is Karina Frank. After being at the forefront of the fast-moving international beauty industry for the past two decades, Karina, the founder and director of Kalahari Lifestyle, recognized that the expectation and needs of the modern client was evolving. This inspired her to create a range of world-class skincare, body care, and lifestyle products that would capture not only the earthy goodness of nature, but the unique sensory experience of Africa. This signature range is more cutting-edge, phytoceutical skincare body and lifestyle range, it is an experience of Africa itself. The Kalahari product range is exported to more than 18 countries worldwide and is still growing every day. Welcome to the Red Lips and Stilettos podcast, Karina. You have such an extraordinary story, but each episode I like to start out right at the very beginning. And if you can tell us the story of how you entered into the beauty industry. Gosh, to be honest, I never thought of the beauty industry as a career, but sometimes I think we do walk into a venture and you find yourself living your destiny. So before Kalari, I had with a few partners, another brand also in the beauty industry and tandem with that, I started my brand Kalahari. As many of my clients wanted a brand that could really capture the essence of Africa. So the beauty industry has now become my passion. Uh, and as I say, merge your passion and your talents and you will step straight into your destiny. So that's me. That's so, that's so beautiful. But when you were at school, like, did you know any direction which you'd want to be heading in? How, how did it happen? How did it come across your path? You know what, I'm, I'm actually a, like a creative person. So I was thinking more in the creative uh, field for myself. So never did I really thought about, like I said, the beauty industry. But now that I have been in the, in the beauty, beauty industry um, already for 20 years, can you believe it? Yeah, well, that's I'm, amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. But um, so I just like basically came across um, this brand and um, not this brand, but the previous brand. And that's how I landed up in the beauty um, industry. It's funny how um, opportunities like that just cross your path and it leads you yes. into a whole different direction. Absolutely. So that is really very interesting how sometimes life is pushing you into a direction and you realize, you know what, that was actually the direction. Why did I never thought about that particular direction? So I'm very yes. blessed that I can be there. Amazing. And then starting um, your brand, Kalahari Lifestyle, take us right back to the beginning stages of how it has become to what it is today. Well, um, 
and now I've been in the industry for 20 years. I'm living in Johannesburg and I travel extensively. And being in the industry, I, I also have to visit my international distributors because we are distributing now to 18 countries. Um, and I had to do that on a regular basis. And you know what? That took me throughout the world. And, and what an opportunity that is to... Um, go to unforgettable places and to meet up with people that do have impact on me. And although it sounds so glamorous, uh, believe me, I had my many highs and lows doing that, you know, and being in this industry. But, you know, today, I think if I have to look back, the, the beauty industry is a very competitive and there are so many brand choices for consumers out there. But also these small merging uh, brands as entering the market landscape on a daily basis. And um, one of the things is, unfortunately, the consumers are often led by media hype um, about, say, let's name a particular ingredient or a trend. So the question is always, should you create something to please the, the hype at that moment? Or should you follow your own path? And I've always stayed true to what my brand stands for. And I followed my own creativity. So this has really carved out a niche market for my brand and a loyal following for the Kalahari brand. And like I said, today we distribute to, to 18 countries. But believe me, that was very much hard work. I can imagine. And it's amazing that you are in 18 different countries. Yes. I mean, that is that must, you must have a pinch me moment, you know, where yes. you realize of, of what you've created and how, how far it's traveled around the world. Yes, I must say that I often, when I do walk into that international spa, the fragrances that I have created with my own story behind it. And it's like, just like an awesome moment, a wow moment every single time. That's amazing. Um, so when you were starting Kalahari Lifestyle, um, what was the initial idea? What was the moment where you thought this is actually the direction I'm going? Was it a group of you? Was it, like, how did it happen? How did it begin? Well, there's always a defining moment when you start something. And I think because of my background where I grew up, um, that was, you know, your, your, the, way, the way that you grow up and how you grow up always have an impact on what you do later in life and how you actually do it. And um, while I had my other brand, my a client said they want something, a brand that is uh, representing Africa because you know everybody got this romance about Africa and I was sitting on a dune um, on my dad's farm and I was touching the sand and I thought you know what this is something I know and why can't I make like a body scrub of this and this is just the final moment that I've decided I'm going to actually name it Kalahari because I grew up in the Kalahari and that's just one of those defining moments. But I mean, so much has happened since just that moment uh, sitting on the dune and touch the sand. That is amazing. It's, it's the, the roots of your, of your company, yes. literally. <laughs> yes. That, well, that's incredible. Yes. Um, my, I mean, I grew up in the farm and on the banks of the Orange River. My dad is actually still farming. 
And I always really had this deep passion for plants and for the people of the region, particularly the sun or the Khoisan people, and of course, nature. So um, I believe that I've taken my passion for all those things, the fragrances, the textures, and I've integrated that into my brand. Like, for example, I've taken all my childhood memories of fragrances and I've incorporated that in my exclusive lifestyle range, like the fragrances of honey and summer and dune blend. So every fragrance got actually um, a story. That's, that's a wonderful. And how did you, I mean, so many people are, can have a vision or a dream. How did you go from having that vision and that dream to actually creating it into a reality? I think to, to take a dream, you know, we all dream big dreams, but, you know, there's also an aspect of realities um, going around with that. But to push that into your vision and to create something tangible from your dreams, I mean, that is quite hard work because I had to really go to the drawing board and look at needs of the clients and stories because every product got to have a story because initially I started only with the body products but uh, two years within my launch of Kalahari I created uh, the skincare and now the skincare is definitely my main line um, and that is really doing exceptionally well and of course I've got my lifestyle range as well so um, that is definitely, um, you know, something to, to create something about the story and the ingredients because the ingredients are so important that uh, the ingredient must tell a story itself. And the ingredients that I'm using are coming from Africa mostly. And it's wonderful for me to be able to merge that African ingredient with a scientific ingredient. So that's really, um, I think, the strength of Kalahari and why we get so much fantastic results is definitely because we are merging um, like powerhouse uh, plant botanicals and um, ingredients together. I find it so fascinating and so inspirational how you, you haven't just um, followed the hype of, of like you said, what the media yes. portrays is the hype for the consumers and, and, they, and they follow, right? Yes. But I love how you've stayed so authentic and true to your vision, the brand's vision and, and what, what you stand for. Yeah, thank that you. must have been quite challenging at times to, to decide. Did Definitely. you find it quite challenging? I think it's so challenging to follow a lonely road, you know, of, um, I'm not going to follow the tribes, you know. I'm not going to follow everybody else, you know. Um, yeah. So, yes, definitely there's a place of loneliness, but then you shoot out and you uh, become like actually somebody on the forefront of something. And you thought, you know, wow, okay, I, that was the right choice that I made. So I have several of those moments, definitely. And how, how did you decide, what did it take from you to decide to stay true to yourself and to stick with your, your intuition and, and what you knew you needed to do? You know, uh, just like in life, if you stay true to yourself, because nobody is the same. 
So if you stay true to who you are and your beliefs and um, your know-how of how to, for example, put products together in a different way, then definitely um, that is uh, the recipe for success. You know, you can't copy other people all the time because what makes you unique your uniqueness is the way that you're doing your things and create products in your particular way and put your particular story to that. And that is why you stand out. And I think that is why Kalari is standing out because we're not a, a follower in many ways. We are definitely a leader in many multiple ways. Yeah, I, I shared something on LinkedIn the other day because I kept seeing the articles on LinkedIn being shared of um, how these are going to be the trends for 2021 or yes. this is what you must look out for, for 2021. And, and I yeah. just thought of all, all these talented people, creatives are waiting for the trends to follow instead of creating, exactly. creating a trend or creating their own trend. I made a point of it and it's so difficult not to peep, you know, but I made a point of it not to, to look what is the trends, what does the people say? Because what the people say is not necessarily what the other people, the consumers want, you know. So you yeah. also always have to listen to your um, consumers. What is the need? What is the want? And not follow the mainstream. They want a gold mask and then voila, everybody got a gold mask kind of thing. You know, yeah. so you really have to stay true to, to what you believe in. And like you said, that is the difficult place to be, definitely. But it must take, that's why I really admire you and what you have created, because it must take such strong willpower to, to just keep your head down and keep moving forward, because there's so much noise. There is so much white noise, you know. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> sometimes I just want to switch off all the social media and everything. Uh, but, you know, also you have to filter the things that will benefit you um, and not just like consume everything and take it as true, because that's definitely not the case. Definitely not. Yes. And Karina, over your whole career um, within the beauty industry, what have been the top three most challenging or hardest lessons that you've had to learn? Sure. Okay, that is, uh, I've got a few lessons, but I think if I have to think about three and highlight three, then definitely um, success definitely lie on the other side of fear, you know, because sometimes we can get so fearful of, are we going to succeed? Um, are we going to be good enough? You know, is it going to be good enough? Is this product going to be good enough? You know, so we, we always live in fear, but I shared that fear. And that was like such a wonderful moment because I know success definitely lies on the other side of fear. And if I have to say number two and comfort zones, you know, is where, where dreams go to die. So as soon as you feel comfortable, you must know that's not a place that, you should be at because that's a very dangerous place for any person that wants to create a successful brand so comfort zone that is where dreams go to die that is what i have learned and then i think my last advice or or point that i always hang on to is i always take my failures as a lesson 
and never go and lie down after I have failed. And yes, I have failed many times, you know. But I've also taken the deepest, deepest, very valuable lessons from that failure. And I simply never give up. If it doesn't work this way, there will be another way. So never, never, there's never something, it's now failed and it's a closed book, put the book down. Oh no, then you start because I simply don't give up if I have something in mind that I think will work. That's my three lessons. That was quick and to the point, but I I want to just go and dive in a bit deeper um, when you were talking about fear Mm. and how did you actually do that? How did you eliminate that fear and shed that fear? Um, You know, how did you actually do that? I had to talk very loud with myself, (laughs) do some self-talk. You know what I think, and I meet so, so many women with incredible, um, you know, potential but the only thing that holds them um, back from their success is definitely the fear and now there's many forms of fear and that I've learned the fear of failure the fear of what will people think of me you know so I think when we do become older then you definitely share that one what people think of you especially in the beauty industry you know what will people think and also you know, you really have to work hard on yourself to to be confident with um, what you produce for somebody so that somebody can love it, that the clients can love that. So, and that comes with definitely experience um, of ingredients and how to put things together, how to market it. I mean, the beauty industry is in so many multifaceted um, layers, you know, uh, which I absolutely love. And I think that really bring that creative person in me out because I can create a formulation. I can create the marketing around it. So definitely um, I have learned how to be fearless because there's no place in today's life to be filled with fear if you want to be successful with what you do. Yeah, I think when you're starting a business, you um, you've got so many people telling you what they think you should do. Yes, and it's and it's you having to, even if it's people that you value their opinions and you value their advice, it's mm. still having to say, "But no, this is what I want to do." Yes. and that is also around fear. I'm sure you've had to experience that. Definitely, the, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's so many people give so much advice. and But you know what? Don't just go with what people think because they have their own building blocks of their past. And often that building blocks is like a Lego system. It doesn't fit in your system. So, yes, listen to people. Take out of it what is good for your business, but don't take it all because that will definitely be the wrong path and and I think to to be successful in business you always have to surround yourself with people that you can trust and people that is very skilled highly skilled and often I love it when I employ somebody and they're more skilled than me (laughs) you know because I can't be at all and um, yes that that minimized the fear factor definitely because you know that the people that you surround yourself with is very strong in their own in their own uh, setting, definitely. Yeah, the ability to um, to delegate. Yes, that that's, that is that takes a strong personality as well as a great leader 
to be able to hand over tasks where you're not actually in control of anymore. Oh, that is the most difficult thing because I still I <laughs> try to put my fingers in there and say, you know what, can I maybe suggest something? <laughs> so that's a, that's a constant battle for me because I've got such a strong mindset, you know, to hand yeah. over to somebody and to believe that somebody else can do it just as good as I can. And often they do, you know. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And Karina, what is next for you? Ooh, that's a big question. I think um, sometimes I get inspiration from something unexpected and that become my new next. So I don't have a, yes, I do have a framework every year that I say, this is what I want to achieve. This is what I want to do. But there's no like, okay, next I'm going to do this because, you know, life is flowing, you know, so I just roll with the punches in many ways, but I do have my structure. I love my structure. Um, but you always have to reinvent yourself to stay relevant in this fast-paced business. So, you know, never lose that to stay relevant and to reinvent yourself. So this year I'm launching strategic products to support both skincare clinics as well as the end user. And I always believe that uh, when there's a crisis, there is opportunity. So look at what is happening now at the moment. I mean, there's so many salons and clinics that have closed down. So the reality is that the landscape of our beauty industry has changed and we have to create a new avenue to boost our businesses. So if you do that, you will grow your business if you don't just go and slump down and sit in that place of comfort. So that is my positive focus on 2021 and I'm very excited to see how my new ideas that I had will shape my brand in the upcoming months. So, yeah, that is definitely what I'm planning to, to do. That's amazing. I love it. I love that saying that you said, when there's a crisis, there's opportunity. Definitely. And I, you I spoke, hope everybody you, can see that, you know, take that yeah. opportunity. You have spoken like a true entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. I am. <laughs> and I know you are. No, I'm just joking. But I also, um, with everything that's happened last year, I mean, 2020 was quite a challenging year for yes. everyone. Yes. Um, what are your predictions for the beauty industry this year? Mm, I really think things have changed. Um, I think Business unusual, for sure. I know many of my distributors, the salons still can't go back to to work. You know, their passion, can you imagine, they can't, can't physically go to their clinics and work. Um, I think definitely e-commerce has become a big part in our world because, you know, the, the end user, although she wants to have a facial or a treatment, skin treatment, she can't. So she will order products that can actually offer her home treatments. And that is something that I've started to launch as from last year to support not just the, the salons to retain that client, to keep that client, but also then for clients to actually do treatments at home. So I think there's going to be a new shift in our industry. And if you don't do something about it, you're definitely going to stay behind. So that's definitely my, I can't say, I never can predict, you know, because life is unpredictable. But yeah. I definitely think that home treatments has become a lot more trendier. But the retail client, the end consumer, 
definitely still need that skincare specialist to inform her and share with her how to do it and to support her with her skincare journey, definitely. So there's a place for both. Yes. No, well, I think um, I think you hit the nail on the head there. And I think as being in the beauty industry, um, we are adaptable yes. and we are flexible. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see uh, what what this year has in store. Well, um, I'm excited. But <laughs> Never waste that I'm opportunity. also excited. <laughs> And I also I wish you um, the best of luck uh, moving forward with everything. And I'd also um, I'd la- if you would like to just share with our listeners, um, where can they find you? Where can they find out more about Kalahari Lifestyle? Yes, okay, you can visit our Facebook, obviously Kalahari Lifestyle, or you can visit our website. That's an international website www.kalahari-lifestyle-one-word.com. Or if you really want to connect with us, you can also email us on info at kalaristyle.com. I'm looking forward to answer all your questions and to support you. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Red Lips and Stilettos podcast. If you loved listening to this episode as much as I loved recording it for you, then please support our little business by subscribing to this podcast. And for extra brownie points, share this episode with someone you know in the beauty industry who will enjoy it too. This podcast is here for you, the beauty professional. If you know of someone or if you feel that you would be a great fit for the podcast, pop me a message or a DM on the gram and I would love to share your voice and your story on the Red Lips and Stilettos podcast. Until next time, pro beauty industry, stay ahead, stay smiling and stay connected. You are appreciated.